Do you ever wish you were perfect? Human nature and experience make us think that having our errors pointed out and practicing over and over will make us perfect. This procedure works when we are little children learning to recite the alphabet. It works when we are college students trying to remember dates in history class. It is utterly ineffective in producing actual holiness, goodness, and Christ-likeness. The reason is that holiness is not learned, it is given. It is not developed, it is imbued. It is not a process, it is a gift. Even people who know that fall into the trap of forgetting it. We all do. Our fleshly thinking keeps coming back. Even though we know that we are saved from the penalty of guilt and sin and wrongdoing by Christ and kept by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, we fall into the error of thinking that we will be made more perfect and gain victory over sin by that same process that got us through high school without flunking out, if we didn't flunk out. We focus on the law of God and memorize the laws of God and meditate on the law of God, thinking and hoping that all these things, which are fleshly activities, will perfect us spiritually. We begin in the Spirit of God, but fall back into trying to perfect ourselves in the flesh. That was the error that Paul pointed out in Galatians 3.3. The fleshly process of attaining a spiritual attribute simply does not work. We see that in passages like Hebrews 10.14. Think about this. Talking about Christ, the author of Hebrews says, For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Christ, by his completed work, has already perfected us. We may not see it fully, but it has already been accomplished. There are plenty of other passages in the New Testament that tell us that. For example, Look at Romans 8, 29 and 30, which says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. By grasping that truth, that Christ has already done the work for us and in us, can we hope to see the process that is going on in us? He has, in the past tense, perfected us for all time. And because of that, there is a change in us that we can expect to see and delight in seeing. We are being sanctified. That is, we are being made holy by God. This is an ongoing process in which we are being acted upon. We are the recipients of the changing work of God. We are not the ones doing the working. God is sanctifying us. We are not sanctifying ourselves. That is also the concept we find in Romans 8.28, which says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. He is reshaping and reforming our lives to reflect the holiness that is already there. He is doing it by all things which are working together to accomplish that purpose of God in us. After Hebrews 10.14, the author of Hebrews continues his description of the work of God. 
Again, it is God's work, not ours. It is a work in which we are being acted upon, not a work that we are doing. Here's how he describes it in Hebrews 10, 15 through 17. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them in their minds. And he says, I will remember their sins and lawless deeds no more. We tend to read this passage, which is quoting Jeremiah 31, verses 33 through 34, as if we have to put the laws in our own hearts and write them on our own minds. We tend to think of this like being back in college or high school, and we act like we are studying for a test. We overlook that this is a promise of God to those who are already in His kingdom by the work of His Son and His Spirit. It's not an invitation to take an entrance exam to get into that kingdom. If we forget this and act as if we can make ourselves holy by some process of self-correction, we are simply setting ourselves up for frustration. We will tend to miss that thing we are urged to do under the new covenant. As Paul says in Romans 24 and 25, in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Worse, we will be prone to glorify ourselves when holiness grows in us, thinking that we were instrumental in that process. Instead of giving God all the praise for our victory over sin, we will credit ourselves. That is the temptation of legalism, the idolatry of self-made holiness.